Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Top of the Key. I'm Grace, and as always, I'm here with Thomas. Um, we got more expansion chaos this week. Light, lighter expansion chaos, but more chaos. <laughs> I feel like this is going to follow us all offseason. Like, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be something that we get new one, and then it just goes away. And it's like, oh, that's the news. I feel like every week we're going to be like, well, we've got more expansion news. <laughs> And it's going to be fun every time. Yeah. Um, it, so- it sounds like Kathy Engelbert was actually right when she said the list was like 100. And- it feels like there's a new new place we're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Howard Megdahl reported that um, Charlotte and Denver are now the two top contenders for the next expansion team after the Portland bid fell apart. And apparently the current team owners in the league aren't exactly happy with Kathy um, and her inability to get the Portland deal done. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Based on how that oh, sounded. I'm not surprised at that last part. Yeah. Like you're, you're letting that one fall at the a wedding falling apart. Right. As they're about to say, I do, I'd be mad too. Yeah, I would be annoyed, especially because I think, like, just more ownership, or, I mean, more teams is more revenue for the owners, and it's just a good... They definitely want more teams also, I'm sure. And I feel like the only person holding this back is the WNBA themselves, and <laughs> they're probably like, dude, please. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, please hurry up. It's... 
the the reporting in the week since has been very interesting. I was listening to a podcast um on lockdown women's basketball yesterday, two days ago, about the Portland expansion. That sounds like that. E- there's even more there that we don't know where that guy. It may just be that he didn't have the money he thinks he thought he did, and he didn't want to do it anymore, which is also crazy. But like, there's there's got to be another team here. I'm not entirely shocked that Denver's name got floated because Denver was floated Denver makes as a ton one. of sense. Yes, makes ton of sense. It was floated back when the word was that there was going to be two new expansion teams, but no one knew what they were. Um, Charlotte is like kind of, I'm not like shocked, but it's just a newer, it's a new city that I haven't heard, we haven't heard in the last few months. Um, but they've had a W team before, so that makes yes. sense. A while ago, right? Um, I don't yeah. remember exactly when. Yeah, they, they were. were I, think they, I can't remember when they disbanded, I mean. They had the Charlotte Sting, which disbanded in, I have the Wikipedia page up. It was an original team. 2007. Yeah, lasted 10 years. Um, logo goes absolutely crazy, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Here, here's my really, thing. Really good logo. <laughs> they should just, if it's going to be in Charlotte, they should just do this all over again. Just bring the Sting back. Like, just yeah, keep I'm fine the with name, that. keep the history, everything like that. I think that'd be really, especially since if it's going to be in Charlotte, wouldn't be terribly surprised if it's partnered with the Hornets again. So, like, just do it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense to just do it again, run it back. I like. I, I get why teams partner with NBA teams. I actually like it. I think it's kind of cool because I think there's a there's a nice little um, immediate fan base. Um, yeah. Because it's like, hey, look, we get to... If you're already a Nuggets fan or a, a Hornets fan, here's a team that you could... Here's a team that's partnered with us. There's like a There's an immediate emotional connection. Yeah, where like the the Liberty are a little different because both the Knicks and the Nets exist, and they're they're technically a Knicks a Nets team, but nobody really cares about the Nets, <laughs> <laughs> so they're just New York's team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like no one really cares that the Nets exist, really. Unfortunately, <laughs> like that's just kind of the way of the situation because of how intrinsic the Knicks are to the culture of New York City, but. Uh, it's it'll be cool if there's like a Nuggets team and the Nuggets are the best team in the NBA and they have superstars all over the like Jokic is probably the best player in the league now and then you could add a team out there. Charlotte is a good city; it already has the sting. Like those two cities are nice ones, I think. Nice choices. Yeah, yeah. And the the so Denver hasn't had a team before, but Colorado as a state has had a team in the. NWBL, which I learned about today. <laughs> I I was doing a little bit of a deep dive. It's like it was like kind of what Athletes Unlimited is now, where it's like the off season for the W, where it's just more basketball during the off season. Um, they had the Colorado Chill, uh, which actually attempted to join the W for 2008, but they couldn't raise the money to do it. Um, also, the Colorado Chill, their logo goes hard. They should look at that one. It, oh, it does. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. looks looks pretty sick. Um, but yeah, they it, it's. I think either would be good. I don't think there's a bad choice between the two. Like you said, you know, you've built in fan base from both, um, with the with the Nuggets and with the Hornets, um, and I don't know. I just think I think that these are both good cities. But I also would not be surprised if by like 
the end of the month, we hear like three more city names and one of these two cities has dropped out. Yeah, because I think like it's getting really competitive for a WNBA franchise in your city now. Like people want to have a WNBA team in their city as opposed to not caring five years ago. Like we've talked about a bunch yeah. over these first few episodes of this podcast. Like it's an actual cool thing to care about the WNBA and it's popular. And so getting a team in is also something that people want to do. And a lot of these owners will, they care about the money. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like they're doing this out of the goodness of their hearts or their competitive spirit. Like it's about if they can make money off of it and it's starting to become a profitable league and it's starting to become a profitable thing for owners. So, and it's starting to be something that people care about. So they're going to try, I think it's going to be more popular, more um, competitive. I mean, to try to get teams in. Yeah. I mean, you see the same thing happening with the NWSL right now where there's like a million expansion teams now that are going to start up and they just got, their gigantic media deal for $60 million um, that's, for four years. That's like, circle that. If <laughs> if you want to talk about what the WMRA should be looking at, because the, the NWSL's new deal is really good for them. And it's coming off a, a great championship game. That game was very good. Oh. That game was... <laughs> Obviously, we are both Gotham fans, as as you would expect from people from <laughs> the Northeast, but or from New York specifically, I should say. But I mean, this deal makes them two hundred and forty million dollars over four years, and yeah. the old league TV revenue made them one point five million. Like that's the type yeah. of growth we're talking about in women's sports. And I think you could. I haven't looked at the raw numbers, but this is just based off vibes. I feel like the WNBA is bigger than the NWSL. Like, I feel like the WNBA is a bigger deal, I would think. I, I want to look this up because I know the viewership numbers just came out for the final the, the, the finals game for the NWSL, and they, they were at 817,000 for that game. And I want to find the number for the WNBA finals because I feel, I feel, like, it was, I feel like it was there were more viewers, which is also, I think basketball in America is better, is, is more bigger. accessible. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and that's what I mean. Like, it's not it's not the NWSL's fault. It's that, yeah. like, so someone made someone who she writes for um, Wall Street Journal for sports, Rachel Bachman. She tweeted, mm-hmm. as of twenty twenty four, the NWSL and WNBA's TV deals will both be sixty million a year. So the NWSL just got to the WNBA's level in terms of TV deals. So yeah. the next TV deal for the WNBA needs to be way more than sixty million a year. Yeah, like they need to really make bank here, and I think they really could. And I think that expansion will help because then it gets more roster spots, it gets more people paid, it gets you know we've talked about this so many times. But like the encouraging thing is the NWSL being even more of a fledgling league and a weird league, like with talk about weird stuff going on with teams and <laughs> like teams moving around and all weird type of shit happening with how they operate. Like the WNBA is more stable. It's a bigger sport in the country. It's like, it's just basketball is like, I think if, if you think of an American sport, I think of baseball and I think of basketball. Like obviously football is a huge deal, but basketball is enormous in the, in, in the state. I think that's also because we're New Yorkers and I walk yeah. by 10,000 basketball courts a day and I grew up playing <laughs> pickup all the time. And like, 
basketball is just such a thing everyone plays. Like everyone plays basketball at least once or twice in their life growing up, you know? Yeah. Let alone people who play for fun, let alone people who play on le- in leagues and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean like I grew up I I grew up in the suburbs and like at least 50% of the houses in the neighborhood right now have a basketball hoop. Like you yeah, just drive by 100 and they, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like even it's so growing up in, in the culture. Even growing up in in I'm um, I'm from Brooklyn Brooklyn. I grew up in Brooklyn. Like kids had basketball hoops in their, like in their front little concrete yards yeah. next to their stoops, you know, <laughs> or in their drive. Like the few kids who had driveways would have basketball hoops. I remember one of my friends. He had a basketball hoop like in his driveway, like kind of diagonal, so the whole sidewalk would be the court technically. And you, we would play on the sidewalk and stuff sometimes. Like, and every you go to school and your middle, like my middle school had basketball courts all by it. Like yeah. all like, there's like 15 hoops down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, if you want, it's so easy to just get into the sport and play it and watch it. And like, I feel like basketball is such a huge sport now. It's, it feels like the biggest sport among younger kids also. Like I work at a, I do, I work in the public school, in the elementary school system and kids play soccer and they play basketball. Like those are the two biggest sports by far. And look what we're talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually just found the numbers. Um, Game four of the final. So the the WNBA finals viewership averaged seven hundred and twenty eight thousand viewers. But also, there's four game. There were four games of that. There was only one at the NWSL. So game four, the deciding game, averaged eight hundred and eighty nine thousand viewers and peaked at one point three million. So they, on average, had more viewers than yeah. the NWSL did. And at its peak, which was probably the last five minutes of that game, it was was you know four hundred five hundred thousand more viewers. And I'm not surprised, like, and I would expect that. And I'm not saying this to disparage the NWSL or anything. Like, don't get me wrong. I love that league. And that league was, did, uh, that's another league that did a great job brandishing its, uh, branding itself. I mean, especially, I feel like during lockdown, it was, it did a really good job because it was like yeah. on and it was easy to watch. And then they they were they made it so like it was like hey this is a sport that you could pay attention to and that's when I really got into it like I Me too. I watched I wasn't a soccer kid really growing up so I got into soccer later in my life and I watched obviously the the men's soccer team sucks so I watched the women's soccer team all the time and I watched the men too but they just lived to piss me off like <laughs> and watching the U.S. women dominate and then going to the NWSL where it's the biggest it's the best league in the world like the 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 women's premier league is good it's very good but most a lot of the really good players play in the US yeah and because for the most part the best players in the world were american women for a long time yeah. <laughs> like that's starting that's starting to change because the, the you said if anyone who watched the last olympic or world cup rather knows that the US <laughs> is not the top dog like that anymore you know they just they they can't just win based off vibes they got to actually yeah. they got to actually like win these games so the yeah. just women's soccer as a whole across the world is getting better, but yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's, it's good for the uh, yeah, it's, it's good for everyone involved. Yeah, it, it's it. That's going to be very interesting. Is that media deal? And obviously, we're year two years out from that. I don't. I believe it. I don't know if it gets negotiated before the twenty twenty five season or after the twenty twenty five season. I think after. Um, but yeah, that's going to be. Very interesting. Obviously, we've been talking about that in the context of the college players too, and everything like that. But I, I, the NWSL deal is obviously a good 
framework for this and by getting more teams into the league, uh, the W will be in a better position because the, the NWSL started way after the W and has more teams than the W. Um, you know, and there's myriad of reasons for that, but the W has needed to expand for a long time. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I feel like people have been talking about WNBA expansion for ever. Just I mean, like, you know, it's crazy. You got to, you got to whittle that least list down from 20 teams to 140. It's, it's hard work. Yeah. It's, it is. It's, I don't know how. I don't know how anyone does it. To be honest with you. Uh, so when do you when do you think we actually get any news on like this concrete? This is who because the the Portland obviously it's going to take a little bit of time, but like right now we're in the fun part where they're scrambling to find another team. So this might actually happen quicker than the other tail would have. Yeah, I feel like I don't remember the timeline of Golden State, whatever they're going to be called. Um, the Golden the State Warriors. Warriors. Yes, <laughs> the Lady Warriors. <laughs> Please, no. Um, whenever the Golden State Warriors people um, announced it, that they were going to make a team to it being kind of confirmed, I don't really remember the, the timeline of events, but I feel like they kind of got to get a, get a, put a pedal to the metal here. And I would hope before the league, the, the year ends, we kind of know. Like maybe next month, we kind of be like, hey, because you can't really wait much longer. Because teams have to plan for an expansion draft. The teams currently in the league have to plan for expansion, plan their rosters, plan who they want to, like, how they're going to make people exempt. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. I remember when the NHL expanded rather recently, like, teams did stuff in the offseason with the idea of, hey, we're going to expose this player in a year. You know? Like, yeah. hey, we're going we're gonna to have to – we need this many forwards and this many defensemen and this many goalies to put out there to to leave un, un, unprotected that we don't want to leave our good... You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I don't know what the WNBA rules for expansion are going to be yet in terms of the draft and who knows when we're going to find that out. But the teams need to find out what they need to do for the offseason, for next offseason, probably by the time they're making moves now. And yeah. they need to kind of hurry up with it. And hope, I think that's going to work in the favor of these teams trying to get into the league because there's no – you can't really, like they, – they, they need to put a put a move on it. You can't wait until, like, next February and be like, hey, next offseason you got to expose the player you don't want to because yeah. there's going to be an expansion draft because then the, I think teams are going to be mad at that too. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, you know – I think that's part of the reason why teams like, you know, Charlotte, obviously, but like Denver, which was was rumored already pretty heavily. Um, I think if the Toronto team hadn't fallen apart already, their name probably be thrown in very, he- very heavily here is that yeah. they're looking for teams that already had like a pitch built. So that yeah. way they know all the, the pieces. They don't have to go to, you know, Des Moines, Iowa to see if they can really can do an Iowa team. You know, like they yeah. want something that they know what the situation is. I agree for sure. That it that, that it makes it, it it helps it helps everyone involved involved to to speed up the process. And now that they're kind of scrambling, the teams that were already around, like you said, are just going to be able to be like, "Hello, remember me?" Yeah. And that's what I would do if I was a WWA. I would go right back to them and I'd be like, yeah. "Hey, how about you actually do make it the WWA team?" <laughs> Surprise. The Lady Hornets, we're here. <laughs> The, the Lady Nuggets. 
The, oh, that's awful. <laughs> that one's specifically bad. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, as soon as it leaves the mouth, it sounds bad. It's like there's something wrong about that one. Like there's something wrong with all of that. I, I always hated it. But the there's lady something. Nugs. Like, oh, <laughs> that's tough. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll we'll talk about a little bit of uh, college hoops news. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, and we're back. Um, so it's been as chaotic as the expansion stuff has been going with the league. Um, college basketball, women's college basketball has been a little chaotic this week, too. Uh, you had So this was like the first week of the season, and you already had two of the top teams, LSU and UConn, losing right off the bat. LSU at least lost to like a ranked team. They lost to Colorado. Yeah, they were like ranked which, 20th or something. Yeah, which like is it's it not 20th. great. For LSU, but like at least like UConn lost to an unranked team. That's not good. Like LSU's gonna be fine. Colorado's yeah. good. So LSU's gonna be fine. Like they shouldn't have lost that game. And it'll be a silly little thing when they're like twenty and two later. Like, you know, they'll be like, Oh, yeah. I remember when they lost to Colorado, but right now it's like, oh it's a it's more of a good it's a really good win for Colorado. Like it's really yeah. it's a nice little program statement win for them. That they could be like, hey, we're a serious um, program here. We could be we beat yeah. LSU, you know. Yeah, and that was a good win too. It wasn't even like it wasn't like oh they, yeah. they just sort of snuck through there like they no they played them well. Win. They played yeah. them well, but yeah, they played well. I was watching that game. They played them well. Yeah. Um. Also, to the surprise of many, I'm sure, um, Caitlin Clark, very good at basketball. Uh, yeah, she's great. She had a forty point game and then followed that game with a triple double. Um. I'm, I, I really, I think she's taken that extra year. I know she's not saying anything, but I, I don't know why. I just think like, why would you give up this good thing while you got it? I mean, she's probably going to take the extra year because if she keeps doing stuff like this, she's going to make NIL bank. And oh, yeah. Like she's already, I, I don't, we looked it up last week and it was in the high six figures. It wasn't, she didn't make a million in NIL money. She was under that. She was like 800000 if I remember correctly. But if she's doing stuff like this, if she does it another year, because her name's already on the map in terms of people were talking about her preseason, and then she shows up the first few games of the season and drops 40 and then drops a triple-double mm-hmm. like right after, that's going to get you flying up the, up the NIL boards. Yeah. So. For her, it's probably beho- like we talked about a million times that it's a bad thing, but it probably behooves her to stay in school. Yeah. Until she can't anymore. 
I also want to say in regards to the NIL thing, because I saw there was like a little bit of controversy during one of the college games that's one of the broadcasters said, oh, you know, she whoever play, whatever player he was talking about is going to have to give up that NIL money to go to the W. People were like, no, that's not how that works. You know, sponsorships or whatever. And you're like in a vacuum. Yeah, that's not how that works. But the visibility of someone like Caitlin Clark or Angel Reese or even lower level players who make NIL money to then switch to a team that probably isn't very good, very far away from their team. Like if you're Caitlin Clark and you're in Iowa and you're making $800,000, probably a decent portion of that is contingent on you being from Iowa on the Iowa team to then go to Phoenix you're not going to yeah. keep that same amount of money. Like that's not going to be the same. Yeah. And I don't even mean it in terms of like, Oh, if it's not like they cut her a check, not like NIL cuts her. It's not like an organization that cuts them, cuts Angel Reese a $1.6 million. It's more like all of her things are worth this. So when she moves to the WNBA that you're right, like it'll move with her in a sense, but also like, there's no rush to go to the WNBA. Yes. Like, I think that's what people, I think people just like the, the people who are arguing with the announcer, the announcer is not like technically correct, but there's no reason for these kids to leave. Just like in the opposite sense, like I said last week in every other sport, there's every reason for you to leave. Yeah. Like every single time there's the, the junior quarterback who's like, I might go back to school. No, your ass is not. <laughs> because someone is about to draft you like second overall and you're going to make thick, like mil- tens of millions of dollars. So no, your ass is not going back to USC, Caleb Williams. Like you're going to, you're going <laughs> to declare because you're going to be the first pick in the draft. You know what I mean? And if you're yeah. not, you're going to be the second and you're going to make super bank. But like the thing is like Caitlin Clark is going to make all this money in college and then go pro and make so little that she just might as well have stayed at Iowa and waited because yeah. there's no downside. And then she's going to have to play. She might have to play overseas. Then it's a whole other thing we're going to talk about later with overseas players in the W, which is crazy that they still have to do this. But like, and, and I think the other yeah, thing here is, and and we've we talked about this last week too. There's no guarantee here that you you stay on a W team. We've seen that this past year. Players drafted in the first round getting cut. Because there's either no room for them, they weren't good enough to make the team, or due to whatever team politics were going on, they were not seen as being more valuable to the team as another player. And, you know, that's that's a very real situation here, that if you're someone who has maybe, who's a big name player, who has somewhat of a hole somewhere in your game, that isn't exploited in college, but can be exploited in the pros because now you're going from a area where, yeah, yeah. you're Caitlin Clark and you're playing unranked teams most of the time until you actually get to the, the, the you know, champion, the, the and the NCAA champion. The, the, uh, the tournament. tournament. The tournament, yeah. yeah. Um, now you're in the, the big, the pros and there you are one of the 144 best players in the world, but there's also 143 other best players in the world in this league who can exploit you that the way that, you know, the player playing for Jesus can't. So, you know, you're, you're, you're going to want to stick in that situation as long as possible, because there is the chance that you are destiny Henderson or Alexis Morris. And you're going from being the big fish in the small pond to a, 
medium-sized fish in a very big pond. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm looking up Destiny Henderson's uh, um, college line right now. Uh, because she was going... As my cat is crawling all over me. Um, <laughs> college career. Okay, that does not have it. No, so this is excellent radio um, for everyone involved as I'm <laughs> Googling um, Destiny Henderson college stats. Because she, she was like a first-team um, all-conference player. She was no joke in college. No. Her, her senior year, she averaged points. Where are your points? Why is it listed like that? Oh, that's the per game, so that's why. <laughs> It's listed very strangely on here. She averaged 12 points a game her junior year and 11 points her senior year. Like, that's like, it's not incredible, but that's good. NCAA champion, all-tourney player, all-region player, three-time all-SEC, SEC all-freshman team, second-round pick is, like, out of the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that's that's crazy. Like, you know, and it's 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 because of that that it's a risk, and it's a risk that she was on the Mercury a little bit last year. And she signed a seven-day contract, and then she got released in the end of her second seven-day contract, and that was it. She's played five. She played thirty-six games, had five starts in twenty twenty-two. That's it in her in her WNBA career. And while we're talking about the, the the cream cream of the crop here with the Caitlin Clark of the world and the Angel Reese's of the world, where they're going to be first round picks and I would be shocked if these if they're cut they're probably too good to get cut if I'm being honest with you that's not true of many of the other women who are going to get drafted it's just yeah. not like the people who get drafted in the second round are always risked to get cut the people who get drafted late in the first round even though like they're probably they're the 10 best one of the 10 best players in the draft or 12 whatever it is they could get cut they get cut all the time so I would 100% stay at wherever I am in college as long as possible, especially now that NIL is legal and that it's growing and you could scroll down and you could see like LSU freshmen making bank in NIL money. Um, I think Juju Watkins makes a lot of money in NIL. Uh, she's at USC. Like, Like, there's no reason for them to, to risk it. There's no reason for them to take that risk because yeah. there's the financial upside isn't there. And I know that we all want to be people who talk about how uh, these athletes do it for the love of the game. And I would guarantee 95% of the people who are playing professionally love the sport. But the reason why they are dedicating their lives to this is because it's going to make them a lot of money. Yeah. That's it. All the your your favorite athlete, Brianna Stewart, she loves basketball. She also loves that check. Yeah. And I don't blame her. I would love it too. Because if basketball was free, she would be doing something else. If she didn't get yeah. paid, she would not be a professional basketball player. You know? Yeah. Like that's just the long and short of it. And yeah. so you need to incentivize them to get to leave college, to get your league, to get them in the league, because Caitlin Clark going in the tourney and doing what she did and then going back to Iowa is crazy. Could you yeah. imagine anyone else, any other sport, even baseball, where you go to the, you play in like West Bumblefuck nowhere for like six years before you go to the majors. 
they're leaving, they're balling out at Omaha and then getting drafted because they know that that's going to make them more money on their signing bonus than it would at college making half a scholarship because yeah. even baseball scholarships are even worse than all this. But like, you know, there's just no incentive for them. Yeah. And there needs to be. You know, you could turn into, you know, Caitlin Clark, Paige Beckers, all these big name players. They're going to go top of the draft. But uh, someone I think about with this a lot is Satu Sabli. She went number two yeah. overall. She did not get actual consistent good playing time until this year. She got drafted in 2020. It took until 2023 for her to actually be yeah. a good impact player. And a lot that was injuries, that was a bunch of stuff, but that was also that can happen. And if you can maximize the amount of money you're going to make. Injuries is a gr- I didn't even think about that, getting hurt. Yeah. You could you could lose out on an extra year of padding your little your 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 bank account, padding your money, even making more NIL money. And then you could tear your sale in the first practice and then it's cooked yeah. for you. You're done. Get the check. Like you're not you're not cashing a big check on that ACL injury if you're in if you're in Phoenix Mercury like that's not going to happen, and I just I don't see the incentive for any player not to not to take that extra especially with that extra year being given to them. They are yeah. they have because of COVID been told take that extra year of NIL. You can do it. Of course, who wouldn't do that? No, I would. All right, I think we've I think we've done a lot on the uh, the college stuff, and I'm sure we'll have more stuff in the future. So let's let's take a quick little break, and when we come back, we will discuss the um, various goings ons overseas. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, and we're back. Uh, so, a bunch of W players are overseas. I wanted to highlight a very specific one um, that I saw the other day, and it blew my mind. Uh, and I sent this to you today. <laughs> Kalani Brown shot 42 points in 17 minutes in China with nine rebounds and one block. Is that good? 42 points in 17 minutes. One block made me laugh. Like, because the tweet you sent was like 42 points, whatever the second thing was, and then one block. I was like, yeah, let's put that on the stat sheet. Nine rebounds, that's what it was, yes. That's crazy. 42 points. And that's, again, this illustrates the point of the W being the premier league in the world. Because Kalani Brown's coming back to the W, and she's probably not doing that again. But it's like, I think the thing that's crazy about it, and it's always been that way, is Kalani Brown is 26. She has played 39 games in his in her career in the WNBA, and now she's going overseas and doing stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, damn. And it's her injuries and stuff, and that just sucks. Like, at yeah. least for her, like, she is able to put out on tape to, like, hey, I'm healthy. And yeah. now she could come back. But 
we're going to talk about other people later where it's like, you really got to play overseas. Like, you have to. And I know they have to. It's like, damn, that really sucks. Yeah. The, uh, the but even think there. like, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, she went off sisters are over there. Both of them went off. Both of them they went have off, to, yes. They have to play overseas. Like, like especially, like, Niara Sabli, again, is another player like this. She needs to go over there and prove that she is, you know, worth enough. Like, oh, well, look at my, look at my output overseas. That's a reason for you not to cut me because she didn't have a ton of playing time this year in the W. Because, I mean, the team she's on, she really didn't need to be played a lot. But, like, she wants to keep that roster spot. Oh, yeah, and she has to. <laughs> and this is her way to do it. And it just, it sucks that this is, I think this is another issue that it's about, um, that's about roster space and team, and team uh, lack, lack of expansion. Like if you expand to two, three other teams, then both of, both of them are on rosters, like kind of safely. Yeah. And they don't have to do this probably. Like guys go over, you see it sometimes with, ex-NBA players going overseas, but that's probably because it's like, there's no G League in the WNBA. So, yeah. if you can't cut in the G League, then you're probably just not going to cut it in the US and you got to go overseas. But, like, there, even a lack of a G League is a big thing, too, that we haven't touched on yet. Because yeah. no minor leagues means there's nowhere to put your cuts. Like, you're on the WNBA or you're out of professional sports <laughs> until yeah. you sign somewhere, you know? I mean, how many players cut this this training camp before this W season that just happened would have, like, like we said, Alexis Morris, Destiny Henderson, clearly would be stuck in those G Leagues. Like, they would just be put in the G League. Uh, Dee Dee Richards, 100% would have been on the Liberty G League team. She just missed the cut oh, on yeah. that Liberty team. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, well, sne- want- they're trying to sneak her through waivers and well, trying to... You want to keep a player to- like that around. Mm-hmm. It does. It sucks for roster construction, too, from the GM's point of view. Like, the GM is probably, they want all these players in their organization, and they want to have these options when women get hurt, or when they they need to miss time for whatever, their suspensions, or whatever. Basketball's a long season, people roll ankles, and they have to miss two weeks. Like, you can't, you shouldn't have to go start signing people to hardships who haven't played in, like, two months <laughs> to play for seven days, and that's it. Like, that's their shot. If they fly in from wherever they live to New York City to go play seven days for the Liberty and they suck, goodbye. That's the end of your – like, you don't get another shot. And if you show out, then hell yeah, you showed out. And there's a lot of stories like this in other sports too and in men's sports, and it's not only this. It's it's not only the WNBA, but it's still like – I wish there was just more. I wish there was more because there's more talent in the league. And every year – the, the drafts are filled with talent all the time. And there's so many talented players who are just not playing anywhere and have to sit out seasons because they have to wait until the WNBA offseason to go play in Germany or China or Israel or wherever they're playing now. And yeah. that kind of sucks. It just kind of, they, they should be able to go into a G League somewhere or just have more teams. So they're on a roster, they get claimed on waivers. And like the amount of the the level of talent that's getting cut off of these rosters would make the G League games fun to watch. Like I would oh, watch for sure. 
I would watch W like minor league games because it would be so much fun. That would be super fun. And you could get invested in a people get invested in the minor leagues all the time in other sports. Like yeah. not the G League isn't the most popular thing in the world, but people know what's going on. Like I know what's going on on the South Bay Lakers. I know who's on the team. I know who's playing well. I know who's not playing well. I know I don't really watch the games too much, but I know what's going on. Like we know what's going on with the Mets minor league teams. Like we know yeah. who's on these teams. We would know who's on the Liberty's minor league teams. The big yeah. Dallas Wings fan in Dallas right now would know who's on the Dallas Wings G League team, you know? Yeah. Because if they're if they're a fan at that level, they would be paying attention to these players to see that they're playing well because you want yeah. to see them get called up. Yeah. Just adding people to the organization is what should be happening, and it just sucks that it's not able to. Yeah. I have the hiccups. <laughs> Yeah, so the I mean we mentioned it, the Sobley sisters there. They Niar Sobley just had a great game. They um the Sobley sisters were with Germany for the Eurobasket qualifiers. Um Niar Sobley went off, shoot 17 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, two blocks. It's a great game for her. Um I'd like to see her again. It's like a weird it's weird for her because like I'm sure as a player you want to be on the team that wins a ton, obviously. But like if if the Liberty do what everyone's expecting and, and they keep John Quell Jones, right? They keep this team together. Like, Niara Sobley's never seeing the court that much unless Steph Dolson doesn't come back next year and she becomes the backup five. Like, and... I, you, I like can you, see that happening, to be honest. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be terribly shocked. Um, Steph Dolson's in uh, France with Marine Johannes, which is fun. It's the most... Pro- 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 I, I honestly think she just showed up. Yeah. Showed up, she was like, I'll sign a contract. (laughs) They're like, fun. I just want to hang out with my friends. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's a that's a great game for her. Um, I she seems she seems like a great person, obviously. We're rooting for her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liberty fans. Yeah, of course. Um, Satu is playing in China as well. So she she just got back from playing with Germany, played in China, 18 points, 10 rebounds, one assist. Great game for her. Like, genuinely, you know, it's it's just it's good to keep her keep see her keep going on this path. Yeah, it's, it's, she's an all-star, a WNBA first teamer, the most improved player in the league, and she has to play overseas to make more money than she, she was, did here. Like it's just she was it what, blows my mind every time. She was what, like number four or five for MVP voting? Something like, like, that. like this is this is I, again, John Quill Jones has to play overseas. This is like one of the top tier players in the league who who if the Liberty had won the final, she probably is the finals MVP. Like this is someone who has gone off recently, and she has to play overseas. And and the only re- like the only reason why the rest of the Liberty don't have to play overseas is because they're in New York, really. Like that's they're just getting tons of sponsorship money from that. Also they're they're famous like I feel yeah. like the players on the Liberty are like famous, famous. Yeah. Like every kind of people know who Brianna Stewart is. Well um, yeah. Not maybe Courtney Vanderson, not really, but like, you know, Serena Ionescu don't gotta play overseas. She got that Nike money. <laughs> yeah. Uh but like the the aces, none of their players are playing overseas that I can think of. I mean, for the Liberty, you know, Laney and and UNESCO, and then for the aces, Young and and Plum, they all were on Team USA for the USA basketball stuff. But like that's the most you're going to see from them this off season. I assume there's probably going to be another camp that they'll all be involved in. Um, but yeah, the, like 
if you're again, if you're playing for a team in Indiana and you're like their seventh yeah, best of player, you gotta you gotta go overseas. There's no choice, or you gotta do athletes unlimited, which which I can't wait to see this. Uh, I'm this very excited for that. <laughs> I'm very excited I, for that because I think it's a really, I think it's a good alternative to this because I also don't as much as as much as players talk about. Uh, as much as the the money is good overseas, I would not be surprised if players don't really want to do that. <laughs> and um, it's just a lot. It's it's just a lot. It's a lot to you move. You, you gotta move for half a year to another country and show and like figure out like where you're living and doing all this stuff. And I'm sure part of it is very fun. Also, yeah, like especially like Satu and. Um, What's the sister's name? I was forget her. Niara. Um, Niara. Like they're they're German, so yeah. like being able to play in Germany is cool for uh, Niara. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It's like so there's there's cool stuff with that with in inside of that. But um, overall, I would not be surprised if they don't want to if they don't really want to be doing this stuff. There was actually really great insight on this um, recently. The ESPN ESPN had a documentary on Candace Parker that just aired, and I watched it the other day. Um, and she go she talks about it. Cause she because Candace Parker had to play overseas. Um, yeah, which, again, to tell you something, <laughs> literally Candace Parker haven't. I mean, Brianna Stewart too. Like yeah. she was playing in Turkey, I think she's playing for Fenerbahce. I'm pretty sure she might play overseas like, this year. She said she's not certain, and she was making yeah. way more. Oh yeah, right. Because yeah. with the baby, she wasn't hundred yeah. percent sure what she was going to do. But Candace Parker said it on in there is like basically, did she want to go overseas away from her, you know, it, it, for the beginning part of her career, away from her husband at the time, uh, and and bring her her young daughter with her. She was bringing her young daughter around the world with her so that she could have the at least some semblance of family on the road and go to China or Turkey or whatever. She didn't want to do that, but like you know, she had a good time while she was over there. Like it wasn't like she hated her life while she was there, but it, she would have preferred not having to do that. You know, and it, it, it's it just it sucks for the players uh, that that they're sort of stuck in this situation. And now we're in a better place now, where the Candace Parkers and Brianna Stewarts and Asia Wilsons of the world don't have to do that. But we really should get to a point where, like the men's league, none of the players have to do that. No, like, and that's that's I think the ultimate goal for the players, also that that this is it's taken seriously enough, and it's taken they make enough money, and that they're able to treat it as. That my job is a WNBA player, not a basketball player. Yeah, because those are two different things. Like, and you know, it's just I we I'm pretty sure we talked about this last week, but it makes for better WNBA games. Yeah, and W. Uh, John Carl Jones is going to come back to New York or wherever she plays next year, and she's going to have played basketball for like a year straight. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's a lot. That's a lot of sport. That's a lot of basketball. That's a lot of burnout. On- your body that's a lot of burnout on your mind and i'm sure like like i said all these professional athletes they love the game otherwise for the most part they love the game i'm sure some don't at all they just know they're good at it but for the most part they love the game and the game is fun and that's part of why they do this but 
you can only do so much of something before it gets to be too much of something. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it causes burnout that they have to just constantly be playing and moving around and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's tough. I mean, the money thing was really encapsulated where you look back at who was it? it what year was it? I think it's 2013. Diana Taurasi W season because she was making that much more money overseas that she wanted to rest her body and she would rather play overseas and make that money than play here. And, you know, it's been 10 years since that and the league is in a better spot. But again, the CBA, the next CBA is going to be so important to this. They just got it. They got to raise the cap and they got to raise the salaries and, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's, we're, we're it's fun to be able to see these players ball out overseas, but I would much rather not have to watch that. Yeah, exactly. Same. Um, I, I agree with you. Uh, and I just want to bring up real quick in relation to the Candace Parker thing. Um, she was doing press for the the documentary and she mentioned that um, she will play next year only if she feels healthy, um, which You know, that becomes a question mark for the Aces and whatever, because I assume that if she plays next year, she just re-signs there, because I'm sure she would love to win another championship. Um, But I think also what this could lead to is a very (laughs) sad moment where she might just retire and no one got to say goodbye. You know, and she's one of the... the, Yeah, that sucks. They say it in the documentary, and I fully agree with this. She is one of the top five players in league history. Like, there's no way around that. She is one of the greatest people to have ever played the W. And it would really suck if she doesn't get her farewell tour in the way that Sue Bird got her farewell tour. And I wouldn't be surprised if Diana Taurasi gets her farewell tour next year. Oh, yeah. her Taurasi's farewell tour is going to be big because, like, a lot of these names are synonymous with women's basketball. Yeah. Like, I remember these them in college. Like, I remember hearing about Taurasi in college and Candace Parker while she was in college. Like, I, I, I remember that. And that's when the women's game wasn't just the, at the level it was now in terms of popularity. Like, they transcended that. Yeah. And they, they were like, they put the league on their back for a while. And they really carried it in terms of notoriety. So it would, it would suck for her that if she goes out like that. But it also, if she's not healthy, she's not healthy. What is she supposed to do? Yeah. Like, she yeah. can't force it either. And luckily, like, we do live in a social media world where people can still say goodbye in a way that if this was 30 years ago, then she's just gone. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, well, that's it. Like, you, you see her in the, in the, on TV sometimes, but it's just different now. Like, she'll be, she'll be on ESPN, and she, it'll be a goodbye in a different way. Yeah. Like, it sucks. And also, she'll go out a champion, which is nice. But Yeah. It's just, it, you know... You want her to be healthy first and foremost. You want her to... I think the big thing about that isn't that, for me at least, it's not that I feel like we as fans have the right to say goodbye in the way that we want to, but it's that I think for a player... She deserves it. Yes. She deserves it. For a player who has been through the shit that she has been through. This is a player that five years ago was voted by the league, by the players in her league as the most overrated player in the league, which is hilarious to me. Like I, I just, I think Chelsea Gray said it in the documentary. She was like, how, how is she overrated? Her name is all over the record books. Like you give me an actual reason why she's overrated and we can have a discussion, but how? She's not. She's not. Yeah. But she's been, she's been through it all. 
And I think it would just be nice as a league to be able to celebrate someone who had, like you said, carried the league on her back for however many years. One of the few people during the 2010s, a period for the league that was somewhat of a low point for them in terms of notoriety or whatever. Someone who was name recognition. Yeah. Like people knew. I feel like most people who watch ball know who that is, even if they don't yeah. didn't watch the WNBA in the 2010s. Yeah. Like at least you know that she was a women's basketball player. Like like at the very least, which obviously is like the bars on the floor <laughs> at that point. But but like that's some, like not everyone watches sports. Not everyone gives a shit about yeah. it. So and that and yeah, it'll just be like it'll just be nice to be like you said. It'll be nice to give her that send off that she does deserve. Yeah. But if she doesn't, there's other things that if she doesn't get it. It sucks. But you know. Yeah. Her 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 number's gonna be lifted into probably multiple rafters. So oh, yeah. at least at least some people will, will get to say goodbye to her. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's a good I think that's a good place to end the episode. Um do you have anything else you wanna bring up? Oh, just happy someone broke the New York uh <laughs> championship drought. Shout uh, out the New the the the, the tri state area got them the New Jersey got New that, York got them we got that Eli Manning connection there yeah he brings his kids to the games because they love it <laughs> yeah it's actually pretty adorable it. yeah he does right he's yeah, a he's a, partial, he's, a he's, he's a partial he's investor the, along with Sue Bird yeah it's like a whole bunch of people like yeah. it's like a it's like a funny little like you look at the investor list it's like oh okay sure just keeps <laughs> it's going. Like, it's weird too. It's like Phil Murphy and his wife are investors. Um, one of like the high up people in the Los Angeles Sparks is an event investor. It's like real. It's a weird list. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> I think Kevin Durant is. Yes, he is because he posted about it. Yeah, it's like, huh? That's... Okay, like that's cool and all. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, shout out to all them, but it's just yeah. funny. That the. the... That's fun. Let's we should have more of that. <laughs> like I, agree. I think more people should invest. Um, yeah. So as always, you can follow us on Twitter or X or whatever at TOTK Pod. Um and TOTK Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us any sort of email or anything like that. Uh yeah, we will uh, we'll be back next week. Uh all right, let's let's go Gotham. Let's go bats. <laughs> <laughs>